I'm Roddy Hamilton, the Minister of Newcastle Patrick Parish, and thank you that you have made space today for us all to meet. We offer a simple reflective service today, a listening place, where we are all invited to tune into some of the silences, some of the, the sounds of creation, some of the voices we hear and listen. Not for God's voice, if we imagine God speaking, but God's presence beyond words. And in listening to God in such a way, we learn to listen to our neighbour, our world and creation. So let us pause, light a candle, take a breath and centre ourselves. Let us pray. May we pause, O God. Draw breath deeply and pause and wait on you, on ourselves, to let go that which we need to let go. Lay down that which is too heavy for us to carry. Let you hold that which we can no longer hold ourselves. And wait. Wait for the moment when we feel the silence. Know it is part of ourselves. That sacred space where we meet you and wait. Wait for your word, yet unwritten, yet undefined, yet unexplained, but real, present. The word that speaks our names. And wait. Wait. And in such a place, so different from the world, find this a holy space, thin and close, in which we may pause, draw breath, and listen beyond the world into the greater truth of your being here. No words, there aren't any. No understanding, for we can't. Just presence, love, grace, listening. So be it. Amen. We're opening the good book at James this week and for the next few weeks. It's a controversial book as there has been a plenty of debate over the last thousand and a half years whether James should actually be in the Bible at all. Luther had little time for it as it seems to contradict Paul's theology. 
Some say it was written in order to contradict Paul's ideas about faith, and others that it simply understands faith in a different way. I find these letters difficult, and that includes all of Paul's, because there's a lot of systematic arguing, debate over terminology and a nuanced approach to details. I can't always follow the argument easily. That's fine for those who have big brains, but I'm definitely a bear of little brain and much prefer my theology served more imaginatively, perhaps, discovering the truth found in a good story. As humanity grew more enlightened, we seem to have dropped the tradition of telling the truth through story, and now we fall out over the meaning of words. Can we not go back to the storytelling? People beyond the church just aren't interested in or can make sense of these one-sided arguments because we only have one side of the argument in these epistles. But as a church, we can offer some fabulous stories to help us navigate life. Having said that, and we will say more in the next few weeks, James offers some insights into community life that are important and valuable. And so he invites us to listen really listen, because it's the beginning of all our relationships. Every generous act of giving with every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. In fulfilment of his own purpose, he gave us birth by the word of truth, so that we would become a kind of first fruits of his creatures. You must understand this, my beloved. Let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger, for your anger does not produce God's righteousness. Therefore, rid yourselves of all sordidness and rank growth of wickedness and welcome with meekness the implanted word that has the power to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. If any are hearers of the word and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in a mirror, for they look at themselves and, on going away, immediately forget what they were like. But those who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and persevere, being not hearers who forget, but doers who act, they will be blessed in their doing. If any think they are righteous and do not bridle their tongues, but deceive their hearts, their religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to take care of orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained by the world. Amen. How would the church look 
If our first act in any project, decision, relationship was to listen. I suspect we imagine ourselves quite good at listening. After all, it is what the church is designed to do. Pews, after all, are designed to be hard enough and uncomfortable enough to sit up and listen. Though, often end up being used for a wee dose only after five minutes or so listening to me. What if the church, not just the space, but the community, the faith community, our activities, our, our raison d'etre, were actually designed round listening to our neighbour, listening to the world, listening to creation, listening to God? What would that look like? Our worship not designed to appease God with praise and glory as if we are in need to make sure God is happy enough with us before we can do anything, or designed to show how good and faithful we are by learning some theological understanding first. But worship was first, listening, connecting in relationship, in listening to our stories with neighbour, world, creation and God. Is it not true our, our sole purpose as disciples is to live in relationship with neighbour and world and creation and God? Yet we seem to have developed a model of worship that involves a lot of talking, especially in the Protestant tradition, with an emphasis, rightly, on learning and understanding. But is this our first priority? The writer of James seems to have experience of this conflict and, and writes, Be quick to listen, slow to speak. Lead with your ears, follow up with your tongue. This is a, a deeply spiritual practice. This is how we model the kingdom, says James. This is how we create good, faithful practice. Listen, then speak. And how timeous and prophetic must that be for us now in church and nation, that our ears are directed outwards, beyond the circle we inhabit in the church or in our politics or in our communities, away from ourselves and the theological or political disagreements that are so important to us, yet so trivial to anyone looking on from outside who are crying for food and equality, hope, opportunity. When the church, like so many old institutions, are in crisis, it's the quality of our relationship with others that will mark us out as being existentially different. Our ability to listen, to take into ourselves the stories and gifts and pain of others, and let that listening change the relationship we have with our neighbour and singularly fail to judge them. Rather, love them. Because listening brings us close. In listening, we've been given a gift of honesty, the gift of trust from the other, the gift of compassion towards our neighbour. Perhaps as disciples, if we followed James's thought, we would measure our faith by the relationships we have and not by our understanding. 
or even good works, which is a main theme in James. Much to the chagrin of Luther and so many who feel James's letter should have never made it into the Bible. But what if we measured our faith not by works only, not by understanding only, but mainly by the relationships we have with each other and our parish? These relationships are our notice board, our shop window. They are much more easily understood than our words or our beliefs or our rituals. Listening takes commitment. Words are easy. We know the difference between the two and we see that difference too often in the negative. As a church, now, in this season of deciding how we will be in the future, may we dare listen, make space for that gift, the time, the grace, the presence listening takes. May listening begin our worship, our relationships, our future, a kingdom-shaped gift we can be to our parish and our world right now. Thank you for the invitation to join you again this week. Life carries on in the congregation, slightly busier this week with a few things coming up. On Tuesday, we have Sing Song. That's at two o'clock in the afternoon for those who want a good sing, especially designed for those with some degree of memory loss. The link is on the website at nkchurch.org.uk. Wednesday the 1st, we have Think Tank, where we're pulling together some ideas of how we blend what we do online with what we do face-to-face. That's at 7.30 on Zoom on Wednesday the 1st. More COP26 information has been posted on the website and our COP26 window. We're looking for vegetables, we're looking for food, we're looking for pictures of animals, etc. to put onto that window. Uh, It creates a big montage um, of four windows that leading up to COP26 uh, in November. And then there's Macmillan Coffee Afternoon on the 4th and details are all in the bulletin about that. You can book a place, it's an outdoor coffee afternoon and all the details are there in the bulletin. So let's draw these activities alongside the world's activities in our prayers for others. Let us pray. Loving God, may we have ears to hear and listen to the world, her needs, her joys, her people, her land. May we listen to the new song each morning in creation and know its worth, its value. A creation that has integrity and seeks justice, sustainably shared today, with enough left for tomorrow. Yet our people are so hungry in places and overfilled in others. As we use land and sea unfairly, caught up in an economy of wealth rather than one of justice. As we listen, may you be heard. May we listen to the voices of those in Afghanistan and Yemen and Syria and Tigray, 
all those in conflict, crying for a freedom beyond the limits of religion and politics and the whims of other nations, a shared responsibility for all of life. As we listen, may you be heard. May we listen to our communities, to the prejudices we have, the fears we hold, the diversity we share, hearing your voice, O God, in the voices of everyone, beyond our silos and circles, all our longings, all our hopes. And as we listen, may you be heard. May we listen to what can be possible, a greater equality, a welcoming door, a growing together, and wary of words that are hollow, politics that are selfish, self-preservation before giving of self. And as we listen, may you be heard. And may we listen to families and friends, those closest to us, whose story we know best. For those ill physically and mentally, those grieving and hurting, those worried and anxious, those down and sad, and those celebrating life. And as we listen, may you be heard. So be it. Amen. Go in peace. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the common life of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.